show with me Alex Regan and me James Ball. Uh, thank you very much for tuning in this is episode two if you missed episode one which was last week you can catch that on the previous issue of the podcast which can be found on the features page of www.kclradio.co.uk oh what a brand man very good terms and conditions apply (laughs) always get the bill payers permission before calling never stand up in a canoe <laughs> Fantastic. There's someone coming in then even though we're recording at the moment, <laughs> which is great. So we're going to just turn this track off. No, just carry on. Carry on. Lovely. Okay. So, uh, how's your week, mate? Um there's, there's someone there. Just keep going. <laughs> keep going. On air lights on. It's fine. Um <laughs> What well, how's your week? Off. Off. Oh, Alex is in a mood now. I am in a mood. I love I that. I'm I'm sorry. Am I interrupting? Yeah, you know what? You are interrupting, <laughs> yeah. and and then she has the gumption to get arty about it. Oh mate! So well, I, the reason you're in, you've got the ump anyways, because you haven't had a drink in a week. Oh, I know. How's I'm, that going for you? You know what? I'm really just fancy like a crony right now. Mm. Considering this is Thursday clock, a uh, Thursday morning at what is it? Eleven thirty. Jesus, uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, and uh, we've only got half an hour to record the show either. So, I mean, most of this is going to be crap, guys. I do apologise. The the problem with not drinking or not going out for a week is that this show is largely based on anecdotes. Yeah, it's going to be it's going to be anecdote light this week. <laughs> it's it's going to be Weight Watchers, Cock and Ball. Yeah. Yeah, it's exactly. going to be good, good for the tummy because you're not going to be laughing. So, you know. Yeah, precisely. <laughs> unbelievable. So, so what have you been up to? What have duvet I to? on the sofa. Yeah, you know, just um, cuddling up, watching Bridget Jones, eating hummus and carrots. Oh, yeah, no, it's lovely, really, really nice. No, it's uh, not much, you know, I've just been uh, going out with um, a lady friend. The one with the gammy leg? No. The one with the tiny hands? No. The one with the eyes too close to you? (laughs) Sarah? No. Janet? No. Laura? No. Who then? Oh, God, she's going to be listening, shit. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, no, it's it's fine. She she doesn't know my life of crime, you know, my, no. my dirty past, you know, with paraplegics. Yeah. I've got a fetish. <laughs> I do apologise to all paraplegics listening. I don't right think now. you need to be paraplegic to be offended by that. <laughs> Is it too late to get a new co-host? I know the transfer window's closed. Do I have to put up with you till summer? Yeah, well, I mean, think about, you know, count your chickens, because, I mean, uh, you could have got Andy Gray or Richard Keyes. That's probably what Richard Keyes will end up doing. KCLR. Hello. Oh, I thought you meant counting chickens. No. That's <laughs> <laughs> probably. And then discriminating against the hens. <laughs> exactly. Oh, God. No, no I do need song. a new co-host. This is like Roger Federer playing a round of tennis with Freddie Pendergrass. The drummer? Yes. Oh, great. Has, I, I, has he even ever held a tennis racket in his life? <laughs> Come on. I don't think so. Right. Don't, odd start to the show. Odd start. <laughs> Just a little bit. But it's going to get better. <laughs> It'll get better. So, yeah. yeah. So, there we go. I, 
I can't watch television anymore. <laughs> okay, straight into an anecdote. Why no, not? Lovely. I cannot watch television. Why not? All the programmes I used to like have been ruined by children. Okay, what sort of programmes? Cookery. <laughs> I used to like <laughs> cookery shows. You're a red-blooded man, and ah. your passion is cookery programmes. You love a bit of River Cottage. No, I don't like a bit of River Cottage. Okay, go precisely on. Precisely because... Of those two little spoilt brats, Oscar and Freddie, <laughs> Oscar. the brood of Fernley Whittingstall. Fantastic. Whom he introduces at every available opportunity. Oh, like, Oscar Freddie. <laughs> I know. Oh. I, I think he's just boasting because when you live on a diet of radish, radishes that you've picked off a hillock somewhere or common garden weeds, the, the ability to maintain an erection must be a <laughs> Herculean task. So I think he's just boasting that. I, don't, I hate it, you know, all of these, we, we're introduced to the next generation of arseholes in the, in <laughs> in the, the cookie form shows. of the Nigella's children, Gordon's Listen, children, don't, don't be Jamie's dissing, children. Right, Ni- I've, I'm going to take issue with this. Nigella, don't be dissing lovely Nigella. Why not? She's gorgeous, you know, she's a, oh. a bit of a, a yummy mummy. Oh, well, looks like we did get Richard Keyes in. Oi. Congratulations. Shut up. Oh, actually, yeah, no, fair enough. Did you smash it? <laughs> We're getting more and more bigoted as this goes along. Oh, I'm afraid so. In radio terms, we were doing what's known as peaking in yes. that last segment. I'm sorry. That's where there's a slight fuzz on the voice, but we were quite animated about, well, I was, about posh children. Yeah, Oscar and Freddie. Fantastic. Yes. And talking about bigoted, as we were, Melanie Phillips. Melanie Phillips, yes. Gay maths. Gay maths. you got gay maths. I've got gay maths. Apparently got... all of our children will have gay maths. Oh, disgusting. Yeah, this is apparently the government-backed drive to promote the gay agenda that's that's uh, poisoning our children's classrooms. Right, okay. They're going to be bombarded, apparently, with homosexual references in maths, science, geography. <laughs> Asked sample questions. How in geography? Actually, I, I want to know, okay, what is happening in geography? Um, children are going to have to consider why homosexuals move from the countryside to cities, apparently. It's a hard, I, it's a hard commute to Hampstead. Yeah, that's exactly right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> you fall asleep at the wheel, drive into a snappy snaps. <laughs> and, um, no. and science, go on. What's happening in science? Um, why do animal species such as emperor penguins and seahorses um, exhibit homosexual tendencies? Say anything about flamingos? No. The gayest of the animals. Yeah, I know. Oh, unbelievable. Okay. And maths, come on. They will be taught through census f- uh, findings about the number of homosexuals in the population. All oh, right, okay. Because yeah. when you said gay maths, I usually thought gay numbers. Mm. Like yeah. negative numbers, decimals. Very gay. Not like your good old-fashioned Bible-advocated round numbers starting from zero and heading upwards. Yeah, no minus numbers in the Bible. No, quite right. Yeah. Quite right. I mean, minus eight being the gayest of the numbers. <laughs> I mean, just look at it. It's disgusting. I love this. I love the title to this article as well okay yes gays have often been the victims of prejudice but (laughs) (laughs) but yeah yeah but (laughs) this disenfranchised group have got some issues i mean as this this story just made my blood boil so much it's unbelievable because you don't think homosexuals should be mentioned in the classroom no no (laughs) no not that at all no no (laughs) it's because i despise melanie phillips what she's done is she's mistaken the word taught for the word mentioned essentially yeah it's it's absolutely disgusting i mean the whole story is just a complete 
diatribe of um, her saying that, oh, you know who the real disenfranchised group are? The heterosexual, white, Christian right. Yeah. yeah, ever heard of the Crusades? You know, I mean, they had their day. And I mean, and now the gays are, you know, coming with retribution. You know, they're going to, you know, just be bumming everyone sort of left, right. And Sorry. OK, right. I have to apologize now. That was wrong. Yeah. OK, but we'll leave it. Everyone knows it's in good jest. It's OK. And if you have any complaints, uh, James Owers, pro- <laughs> producer of this show. Yeah, no, no. We'll, we'll give you his number at the end of the show. Yeah. He's culpable for all of her actions. Um, there's there's another terrible bit in this where she's um, quoting a famous phrase um, that goes, what was once impermissible first becomes tolerated and then becomes mandatory, mm. which basically means that... Homosexuality is mandatory. Yeah, mandatory in schools at least, because it says gayness mandatory in schools. So oh, okay. basically she's saying that, you know, children will have to, you know, have a gay, do a gay act before they leave school well, I mean uh, I love how tabloid that sounded yeah whenever I, whenever there's some sort of scandal in the news of the world or something they always refer to a sex act a sex act exactly. do a gay act exactly talking of gay acts how were you in Little Shop of Horrors <laughs> cheers mate yeah uh, for, for those who don't know um, I was uh, performing in the uh, GKT production of Little Shop of Horrors uh, mm. and uh, it got rave reviews uh, some people said it was okay others said it was tolerable yeah. it was um it, it was fantastic um yeah are no. you going to be in any more cries for help soon i mean uh, <laughs> musicals cheers um no 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 i've decided um that you know my life as a thespian is uh, now over yeah. and i'm just going to you know stay on a two talking bit. of the thespian agenda back to melanie phillips right go on um oh no that's lesbian uh, <laughs> she uh, <laughs> So essentially, basically, what she is saying is that people in schools are going to have to commit a gay act at the time there. Well, I mean, I guess it's time that state schools caught up with public schools. Hey! Come on! Actual joke. I always get a twinge of self-loathing when I buy the Daily Mail. Right. Why? It's a very popular tabloid. Yeah, I know it's a very popular tabloid, but I mean, I always look at someone who buys Daily Mail and I immediately assume something about them, that they're a bigoted crypto-fascist. I just think that they're over 50 and live in the countryside. <laughs> yeah. So you go rambling in the Cotswolds and that sort of thing. Yeah. But, uh, no, the, the, uh, I mean, to be honest, my, my theory was proven the other day because I went to meet up um, with a mate for a coffee yeah. and he goes, oh, you're right, Alex. I go, oh, and his face dropped when he saw, when the, he saw the Daily Mail. Oh, yeah. No. And, I, and I tried to explain to him that I was reading it for purposes of satire and that sort of thing. But no, didn't work. Didn't work. So I, now I cover it with another newspaper. So I buy the Guardian, and then oh, the right. Mail. Pop it in there. Well, you've got there is the newspaper equivalent of a magic wand. So you, on the outside is the white bits, stories concerned largely with white people. In the middle is a big black bit with stories concerned primarily with black people, <laughs> and denigrating <laughs> oh, them. Unbelievable. But I actually I. Uh, I went and read uh, The Guardian after this, and mm. there is... I'll be saying, I, I have bought a razzle in a newsagent before, just to hide a male inside. <laughs> it's a lot less smutty than yeah. male as well. Uh, but I, I uh, bought uh, bought uh, The Guardian, and I started reading it, and there's an interview with Vladimir Putin. Who do you think was the interviewer? Um, oh, one of The Guardian's uh, 
sort of foreign affairs correspondence or something. No, it's or not. Maybe it's, not, a, it's, a it's actually a celebrity. Someone not affiliated with the Guardian. Uh, yeah, it's a, it's a Jeremy celeb- Paxman, Jon Snow, somebody. No, no, it's not. Uh, but it's, it's someone. Oscar Fernley Whittingstall. No, and it's not Freddie either. Oh, right. No, it's someone. You're on the right lines. Naomi Campbell. Oh, okay. Yeah, her opening remarks. Were, I can't imagine two people more dissimilar than Oscar Fernley Whittingstall and Naomi Campbell. Yeah, uh, but I mean, on the part intellectually. So, <laughs> fair enough. Um, uh, her opening remarks were, "You're in pretty good fiscal shape. How do you manage to keep yourself so fit? Mm, pretty but good fiscal shape. Fiscal. He's got all his taxes sorted. Yeah, and, uh, yeah. Is exactly. You know, did I say fiscal? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Physical. Yeah, very good physical shape. Oh, I'm glad she didn't dodge the important questions no i mean that's this what it says in the guardian actually they they do actually you know become slightly sarcastic in this it's amazing you know mm. they actually have an opinion in this in this story it's absolutely brilliant uh, so um, given the opportunity to question the russian prime minister for gq magazine amazing you know political yeah. newspaper uh, the model and reluctant hague war crimes trial witness refused to duck the key issues interrogating putin about his physical prowess his great impression he makes on the ladies and his swimming ability oh does he make a great impression on the ladies i suppose he has sort of cornered the very niche um sexy bond villain Come, uh, come, Mr. Bond. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. As yeah. Riding sort of uh, bare chested on a horseback, you know, making karate videos. Uh, <laughs> very, very strange. Yeah. As I mean, it's, you know, I'm getting hot under the collar already. Uh, but <laughs> I can see that. Yeah. No, and uh, But then it goes on to say that she also interviewed Hugo Chavez. Right. Um, I didn't realise. I didn't realise she had these strings to her bow. No, I know. She's listen. Well, you're you're a fool. You're an ignoramus. And her, her, um, you know, the Venezuelan leader Hugo Chavez in 2008. She said to him, "Do you know the Spice Girls? Do you know the Spice Girls? Okay. And what did he answer? Doesn't say. Doesn't say. No. Yeah. He probably just gave her a bag of dirty pebbles and. (laughs) And (laughs) But um, then then the mail goes on to. talk about the great political interviews of our time so what yeah. are you thinking like frost, frost nixon that sort of thing yeah of course yeah. yeah no naomi campbell and hugo chavez number one anton deck and tony blair christ sean penn and raul castro who's next i mean is it going to be the kid who played in goal in jesse's giants interviewing kim jong-il or, <laughs> or you know simon cowell interviewing pol pot yeah Something like that. I don't, I'm not sure which one's the more evil. I, I have no idea myself. I mean, but both of them allegedly have um, had boob jobs, according to the mail. Well, moob jobs, as they're now known. Moob jobs? Yeah, no, there's... What, a, Pol Pot has had a moob job? Well... Must have been a... That's a slow news day. Right, OK, there's another story in the mail. Oh, yeah, go on. It's called Too Tall for a Curtain Call. Basically, the story is about this actress who... Uh, graduated nine years ago from like uh, RADA or okay. something like that in London, and uh, she hasn't been able to obtain an acting job in the last nine years. Right. Okay. One thing that she has done though is she's written a self-help book on acting, which so has very been uh, been very successful. She's not had an acting job, but she's written a self-help book. On yes. It. Well, why don't I just write one? I'll t- I'll write one. How I made my first million. <laughs> Exactly. So, um, yeah, she's never had an acting job, but she's been filling her time by writing Crescentless Musings. And 
uh, uh, basically she's she's blaming the her you know lack of getting a role yeah. on the fact that she's five foot eleven, which isn't freakishly tall. It's tall for a woman, but it's not oh. freakishly tall. She should be able to land a job around pantomime season. There's always a Jack in the Beanstalk somewhere. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, so that's brilliant. But um, basically, she's got arrogance credentials. She's bit, arrogant. She's very arrogant. There's Could you a, say she's too big for her boots? Is that what you're saying? Quite literally. Yeah. They don't. They don't go up to size twelve in women. No. Um, but uh, there's uh, this quote that, uh, from the story. She goes, "I can't only act. I can also sing." But it's got to the stage now where I'm even. Ri- I've even written a song lamenting my problem called Two Tall Blues." I wonder, has she ever thought, you know what, I'm just not that good? Has that ever occurred to you? That's harsh. (laughs) She should have written a song called She's Not Heavy. (laughs) She's an actor. (laughs) Sacre bleu. Sacre bleu? Why are you speaking French? Well, it's um, it's a David Suchet-related story. I love a Suchet story. Yeah, and uh, for those who don't know, that's the actor who played Poirot. Right. Uh, basically, it's about the place where Poirot was filmed. Oh, okay. And um, it's it's about as uh, sort of the residents. They've got a, got a bit of an issue. They've got a, they've got a crime they need to investigate. Okay. A culprit they need to find. So it's um, it's about the uh, communal swimming pool, which is uh, closed between eleven p.m. and six p.m. Uh, 6 a.m. even, and uh, basically they've they've found that people are committing sex acts in this uh, in this swimming pool. Oh dear! I know all the chlorine getting Ooh. in and about. Uh. But it's it's, it's great. It, 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 like there, there's this bit where it goes. What sort of sex act, by the way? Well, it says one camera was uh, missed, and this captured footage of activity on oh. a treadmill. I just want to know whether it was in the deep end or not. That's uh, exactly. Anyway, I, well, I hope they um, f- commission a new Poirot based around this story. How would that and go? He, and he comes in, they're all sat around. Uh, I know somebody in here <laughs> has committed an act. You, you had a motive. <laughs> yeah. And you also had a condom. <laughs> <laughs> I doubt anybody's listening now after that David Suchet anecdote. So, so I'm not listening myself. I've got Capital Radio in these headphones. Oh, right. Oh, okay. The only thing worse than this. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Yeah. I mean, the fact that I couldn't even articulate... Yeah, a simple sentence, precisely, on speech radio. God almighty, that's unbelievable. Right, okay, I know I've had a very boring week because I haven't been drinking. Right. This is a fact. But I actually do have an anecdote this week. Go on. It's about using the library. Oh, this sounds like a corker. (laughs) Are you available for best man speeches and birthday parties (laughs) and stuff like that? Yeah, I will be hiring myself out. So, yeah, yeah, uh, my only fee is a free dinner. (laughs) 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 Me eating the tuna salads and everything, I've actually become quite malnourished. Uh, But basically, going going to the library, I went to... Don't look it. Sorry, you're in That's, the library. Yeah, I'm in the library. Shut up. Okay. Uh, I'm in the library and I'm going uh, to return some books. So I go up to uh, the guy at the desk and I go, Hi, is it okay if I could uh, return these books? He goes, uh, No. Uh, sorry? No, no, I can't. Sorry. You've got to use self service. What? Yeah, you've got to use self service. But you're standing here now. Yeah. No, yeah, no, but you've got to use self service. Okay. No, listen, I. Okay, right. I mean, I've. Uh, I want. 
you to take these books from me now. See, I'm the complete opposite. If I don't talk to anybody all day, I consider that quite a good day. Well, I mean, it's not exactly like it was enthralling conversation. It wasn't like, no, you know, he that. was incredibly profound. I mean, no. oh, he's just one of these cretinous like Hoxton ponies who you know just walks around with his checkered shirt and his are you sure he worked there (laughs) I don't I have no idea was he pushing a mop at the time (laughs) he's he's pushing something my patience that's what he was pushing to the limit exactly got another story in the Guardian oh let's hear it Indian prison tries out convict call centres call centres staffed by convicts that's what it says okay I'll read on Okay, For a man serving life for murder, Pradeep de Burma has a slightly unlikely dream. To work in a call centre like hundreds of thousands of other ambitious young Indians, even more improbably, he has every chance of realising it while still behind bars. So, if I ring up a call centre, there's a good chance I'm going to be talking to a convicted murderer. Well, I, I'll read on. De Burma, 24, is in a high-security prison near Hyderabad, which is testing a scheme to turn convicts into outsourcing providers for local firms and eventually, it is hoped, international clients. Hello, how can I help you? Have you tried killing it and turning it back on again? <laughs> yeah. Exactly. Or if you ring up, um, I've lost my credit card. Uh, I think it was stolen on the train. Let me just have a look through the ones I've got here. <laughs> yeah, I've got it. I'll post it back to you. Then you ask them something quite innocuous, like, oh, how's your day been? Oh, you know, yeah, I got stabbed from my cigarettes and got molested by the warden. So, (laughs) Hello, you're through to bodies lost and found. I'm just going to put you in a hold. (laughs) That's the end of the show. Yes, thank you for listening. Thank you for sticking with it. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, I think this is classed as pollution. Yeah, technically. Environmental health have been on the phone. So it's unbelievable and the fact that it's like sort of eight minutes shorter than it was yeah. last week shows that we've lost momentum and it's only the second week in yeah. I mean there's been so much stuff like I mean about Egypt did you read about that? no check out BBC News unbelievable <laughs> but um, thank you very much for sticking with it if you are still listening and uh, I see guess, you next week yeah see you next week and we're going to play you out to Moby Dick by Led Zeppelin thank you very why? much why?